0: hello there. Since you're already on your phone or your computer or your tablet, I have a quick favor to ask. If you love listening to Goop Tales and you haven't yet done so, would you please just pop on over and leave a review on Apple Podcasts? Just go to gooptales.com forward slash review and you'll be redirected to Apple Podcasts. And one star means you're not really a fan. And I wonder why you're listening. And five stars means you love us. Okay. And since you're already there, just press that subscribe button because it's the best way to make sure you'll never miss an episode. In the last episode of Goop Tales, we met Fixum. A very diligent goop boy who loves to fix things, even when they aren't broken. After agreeing to help his friend Playalina fix her toy racetrack, he found a little toy dune buggy and was whisked away to the red sand dunes of Saudi Arabia. And in Saudi Arabia, he met an adorable sand cat named Paka who helped him after a huge sandstorm, tried to whisk him away. Fixum was able to fix his dune buggy, help his new sandcat friends, and escape the treacherous sandstorm before it was too late. Back in Goop World, he couldn't wait to tell Playalina all about his adventures in Saudi Arabia. But Playalina was in the Trevi Fountain in Rome, Keep listening to learn how she got there and what challenges she must overcome to get back home. Playalina was often told that a playdate with her was solid gold. She had such a cheery way that she could play, play, play all the day. but. If there were a chore to do, she would grimace and turn blue. Welcome to Goop Tales. My name is Maria Calanchini, and I'm the founder and creator of Goop Tales. I created this podcast as a way to engage the senses while escaping the screen zombies, and a way to experience entertainment and education in the world around us in a whole new way. These interactive audio stories will guide the little ones through their imagination and help them cultivate a sense of wonder and appreciation for new cultures, different countries, and fascinating animals. Are you ready? Today's story was inspired by Anish. Hi Maria. I and I Play Alina is going to go to Rome. Um I love group tales and I finished all the episodes like I'm done, like Mad Adam and Madam Um I already listened to all of them. Um I'm waiting I'm waiting for you to send an, um a message to Playalina to make a um, uh, a group named Playalina. So I hope you have a good day. Bye. Thank you so much, Anish, for your suggestion of Playalina and all the ideas that you sent along with it for what she should carry and where she should go. Now, I have taken those suggestions and put them into Playolina and Vulcan of Roma. To see the drawings for the goops and all the photos that go with this story, as well as the cover art, just visit gooptales.com episode 84. That's eight four. If you've already sent a goop idea for a story, have written a review sent in a voice message or a video like Anish did, or simply sent us an email, listen to the end of this podcast to see if you received a shout-out. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a spirited and playful young goop girl named Playalina. Playalina was an explorer by nature. From a very young age, she was fascinated by far away places and globes. There was a collection of over 14 globes of every size and color that lined Playalina's bedroom wall. The largest globe was a pink, blue, and yellow spear that spun on an axis. The smallest globe was a large white super ball with a map of the world printed on it. When Playalina wanted to create an adventure for herself, she would take the large globe, spin it around, close her eyes, and then place her finger on it. Wherever her finger landed became Playalina's next destination. She had landed on every continent and in every ocean. When she landed in an ocean, she would create an underwater world of her imagination. Recently, she landed on Nebraska in the United States. Nebraska sounded so exotic to play Alina, so she did a bit of research and ended up imagining that she was crossing the plains of Nebraska in a covered wagon as a pioneer. Playalina learned about the world around her through play. She made everything into a game, and she was very good at it. Being able to make a game out of anything endeared Playalina to the rest of the goops. If ever Miss Wigglebutt gave them a boring assignment in class, they would go to play Alina and ask her to make it fun. One day, Miss Wigglebutt said, now class, we are going to learn about fractions today. Upon hearing the word fractions, most of the goops would roll their eyes and pretend to sleep, not play Alina. She immediately thought of a fraction game. She had all 10 of the goops in Miss Wigglebutt's math class stand up, and then she divided them into two groups of five. Look, we are half and half, she said, laughing as she pointed to the group of goops. But wait, I'm not finished, she sang out. Then she directed the goops into five groups of two. Look, now each group is one-fifth of the class, she announced. Together, we have five-fifths, which is a whole. Suddenly, fractions didn't look so bad, and the rest of the goops would join in the fun. This was the charm of Playalina. Everything was a game. The only time the rest of the goops didn't find Playalina quite so charming was when there were chores to be done. Playalina preferred to play, and she couldn't always think of a way to turn chores into play. I'll do it got on splendidly with Playalina, because if there were any chores that she didn't want to do, he would just pop up and say, I'll do it. This was music to Playalina's ears. She would turn to the little globe that she always carried around and spin it, when he said this, one spring evening at twilight, Playolina and All Do It met at a secret lake hidden deep in Goop World. It was surrounded by large pine trees, and was very difficult to find. It was said that if you arrived exactly at twilight, before the sun sunk beneath the horizon, you would see a sprinkling of tiny lights. Spread across the water, thrown from the sky above. This was the sort of magical place that Playalina lived for. Come look, said Playalina as she led All Do It out of the pine trees and right down to the shore of the water on the lake. The two of them looked up just as dozens of tiny lights dropped from the sky above and hovered over the placid lake. It's magic, whispered Playalina, not wanting to disturb the moment. It is, replied I'll do it. The two of them stood there, very still, and admired the tiny lights that seemed to dance above the water. Then Playalina decided to make a game of it. Let's chase the lights! she said with glee. But how? asked I'll do It. They're spread out all over the lake and we, can, we can't walk on water. Walk on water? What a marvelous idea. Let's do it, said Playalina as her face lit up. How? asked a puzzled I'll do It. Well, I guess we could make a little raft, he added as he looked around for branches. Perfect. Said Playalina as she sat down at the lake shore and began to skip stones into the water. You make the raft and I will play here, she said to All Do It with a question in her voice. Um, okay, but it could take a while if I do it alone, but I'll do it, he responded. Perfect, said Playalina as she continued to play with her stones. After a few minutes, Playalina looked up to see the reflection of the sparkling lights on the clear water. She looked at Alduit, who was still laboring away at the raft by himself. Then, she decided she couldn't wait anymore, and she reached out to grab a sparkle from the water. She put her free hand into the water, grabbing at the sparkling reflection, and then... He disappeared beneath the lake, just as I'll do it. Finished his raft. Chapter two. Playolina's hand floundered about the water, trying desperately to grasp a sparkle, as she kept her eyes squeezed shut. Then she felt something hard and round and immediately popped open her eyes. Playalina found herself in the middle of an ornate fountain full of coins. Looking down, she saw hundreds of gold coins spread all around the fountain as she pondered the thought of being instantly wealthy and being draped in jewels and gold. Her daydream was interrupted by a harsh voice. Ragazza! Ragazza! Eshi! Eshi! Playalina twirled her head around to see a fully uniformed policeman brandishing a club stick and heading straight for her. The Italian policeman was waving his free hand and shouting Eshi! over and over. Playalina had no idea what he was saying. But as she glanced around, it became clear that he was speaking to her and headed straight in her direction. She clutched the coin in her palm even tighter and frantically looked for a way to escape the policeman. You need to esch and hide pronto, said a strong clear voice that seemed to be coming from her hand what gasped Playolina as she stared at the coin in her palm get out now said the man engraved on the coin he was a man draped in cloth and wielding an axe type weapon you should bring me with you i am sure i will prove quite valuable said the man Just then, Playalina felt the tips of the policeman's fingers brush against her as he snatched at her dress. The man on the coin lifted his tiny weapon and swatted at the policeman's fingers. The policeman was so stunned by this that he pulled back and stared at his hand in disbelief. Go now! Behind Oceanus, he won't find you, said the man from the coin. Playalina quickly realized how close she was to being caught by the police, and she scanned the area around her until she recognized an enormous statue of the sea god Oceanus standing above his shell chariot and being pulled by two seahorses. She grasped the gold coin, quickly climbed up the seahorses, and hid behind Oceanus. In the distance, the policeman could be heard yelling, Dove, dove, which meant where, where, in Italian. He had no idea where Plailina had disappeared to. Once her heartbeat slowed down, Playolina opened up her palm, and looked down at the gold coin. Joe said the man on the coin. Playalina's entire face lit up as she put it all together. She was in the Trevi Fountain in Rome. She remembered learning all about Rome and her geography class and how she had made a game out of the Trevi Fountain by making her goop friends act out the statues in the fountain. Now she was here for real. She looked back down at the man on the coin and said, Chow, you must be Vulcan, the Roman god of fire. The man on the coin was indeed Vulcan, and he was impressed. He gave a tiny bow to Playalina oh. and nodded. "Si, sono Vulcan," he said proudly. "Bienvenuto a Roma." Welcome to Rome. Grazie," said Playalina. "I never knew the Trevi Fountain would be so beautiful in person." She sighed as she peeked around the edge of Oceanus's foot, scanning for the policeman. The policeman was standing down at the edge of the fountain with smoke coming from his ears. He was still fuming about Pleolina, and the fact that he was unable to catch her. I know this carabinieri, said Vulcan. His name is Piero, and he patrols the fountain every day. He's very fierce and doesn't want anyone to touch the coins. Every day for years. I have been hoping to get out and see my dear Roma again, so I can't say grazie enough to you. Playalina smiled. Well, then let's go see your dear Roma, she said as she looked down at Vulcan. Just tell me where you want to go. I just want to move about the streets of Roma and taking the sights, sounds, and smells like I used to. I have traveled all over the world and been in the hands of so many, but Roma will always be my home. I've been underwater for too long. Now is my chance to soak in my city with the help of you, my charming new friend, said Vulcan. Playolina was immediately enchanted, as she imagined a day of wandering Rome with Vulcan. She tossed him up in the air in delight, and as she reached out to catch him, Piero's hand appeared and caught him instead. Chapter three. Playolina. as she stared at Piero's large, meaty fist. It was clenched very tightly, so much so that she worried Piero would break Vulcan in half. Finalmente, I have you, Piero called out as he reached with his free hand to grab Playalina by the scruff of her neck. But just... As he did, he winced and pulled away, letting out a sharp sound of pain. Then he released his other hand and Vulcan fell to the ground. Andiamo, let's go, called out Vulcan as Playalina reached to the ground and grabbed him. Then she turned and ran with all her might. She bolted up the Spanish steps as fast as her tiny legs would carry her. All the while, Piero was running after her, shouting, Firmare, Firmare, as he grasped his wounded hand. Vulcan had slashed at Piero's palm with his miniature fosses until he had no choice but to release him. At the top of the Spanish steps, Playolina looked around for a hiding spot. They were in a large piazza full of tourists, cafes, and gelato shops. Hold me up, instructed Vulcan. Firmare, firmare, they heard Piero yelling as he made his way up the Spanish steps. The steps were crowded with tourists, and he had to maneuver his way through them. It wasn't easy. Meanwhile, Vulcan scanned the area as Playalina held him high. La, the Vespa, he said. Playalina saw a red Vespa parked against a nearby wall. It reminded her of one of her many toy vehicles at home. She had a large collection of miniature cars, trains, bicycles, and motorcycles. Playalina thought to herself how wonderful it would be to have a Vespa in her collection. Nothing caught her attention more than a new toy. She didn't hesitate to hop on the Vespa. Andiamo, ciao, Piero, she called out like a true Italian as she sped away gleefully on the red Vespa. The two of them twisted and turned through the streets of Rome. They passed outdoor cafes full of people drinking espressos and chatting animately with their hands. They swerved and dodged as Vespas and Teslas came at and around them. They were chased by postcard vendors, desperately trying to sell them images of Rome. All the while, the scent of pizza and garlic wafted through the air and up their nostrils while they circled around the Colosseum of Rome, admiring the architecture as Vulcan told her tales of times gone by. He told Plaialina how the Colosseum was once used for gladiator fights, animal hunts, and even mock naval battles. He told her how he had been traded many times within the Colosseum, He was an ancient Roman coin that spectators had used to place bets on the gladiators who battled in the Colosseum. He told her how Spartacus was the most famous and the most feared gladiator. He told Plaialina that at times, there were over 50,000 spectators crammed into the Colosseum watching the gladiators battle. Cleolina's head spun as she imagined all that Vulcan was describing. Rome was so full of history, life, and excitement. As they turned on to a tiny side street, escaping the hustle of the tourist crowds, Vulcan asked her to stop. Playolina turned off the tiny Vespa. Here, here is the Roma that I love the most exclaimed Vulcan, the Roma of tiny hidden streets full of secrets and delights. I have been in almost every business and every home of Roma and there is nowhere that I love more than here, this tiny, quiet street. Playolina looked around the street. It had cobblestones that were hundreds of years old. There were terracotta-colored walls covered with draping ivy, and at the end of the street was a tiny fountain that made the most calming sound. Both Vulcan and Playalina felt like they could finally relax after so much excitement. Playalina walked over to the fountain and dipped her feet in. It was so cool and refreshing after having been out in the sun all day. Vulcan sighed a sigh of appreciation. Oh, grazie, Pleolina. I haven't seen this street in over a hundred years. Grazie for bringing me here. Prego, replied Pleiolina, who was picking up the Italian language very quickly. She closed her eyes, and tilted her face up to the sun, taking it all in. Vulcan sat beside her on the edge of the fountain. Chi dorme non peche, she heard a snarled voice say from out of the blue. Playolina looked up to see Piero staring down at her with menace in his eyes. <laughs> Chapter 4. Playolina squinted as the sun shone straight into her eyes. Then she held her hand on her forehead, and Piero came into focus. She thought of Vulcan sitting right beside her. She didn't know if Piero had noticed him yet. So she did what she did best. She played. Come on, let's play tag! She laughed as she got up and ran over the cobblestones to the draping ivy. Piero was in no mood to play tag. Dove? He snarled. Dove? Repeated Playolina, as she snuck a glance at Vulcan, who was still sitting on the edge of the fountain. Piero hadn't spotted him yet. Si, dove! It means where, where is that villain Vulcan? Playalina scrunched her forehead and said, Villain? Vulcan isn't a villain. He's an ancient coin, a piece of history. See, si, but he is a villain. too. he cut me with his fossies and I won't forget it. Dove es Vulcan, said Piero as he began to move towards Playalina. Why do you want him? What will you do with him? Asked Playalina. This is not for you to worry about you little, little, stammered Piero as he struggled for words. Then he moved closer to Playalina. I'm a goop. Does that help? Laughed Playalina. This was just the sort of attitude that infuriated Piero. Basta, basta cried out Piero as he lunged for Playalina, who was quickly climbing the ivy vine. She was just out of reach. Playalina scampered up the vine like a tiny monkey, laughing all the way. (laughs) Without thinking, Piero snatched at the vine and tried to follow her. But he was too large and heavy. The vine broke and Piero fell to the ground. Playalina Hopped to another vine, and then she pushed off the terracotta wall and flew across the cobblestone street, landing at the fountain again. Piero stood up in a fury and raced toward her. He watched as she reached down and picked up Vulcan, and he grew even more enraged. Vulcan had been sitting under his eyes the entire time, and he didn't even know it. I will have you both now, he screeched as he reached out his long arms. Playolina was able to slide around him as his fingertips grazed her sleeve. Take! remember? She sang out as she hopped on the red Vespa and sped off. Then Vulcan said, Ciao, Piero. Arrivederci. Piero had never encountered such an impertinent being before and he was growing more furious by the second. There was no way he was going to let Playolina and Vulcan get away with this. He ran around the corner, hopped on his motorcycle and went after them in hot pursuit. As they raced through the streets of Rome, Vulcan told Plealina that Piero would never stop chasing them. He wanted Playalina to return safely back to Goop World, and he felt he needed to help her. I can bring you with me, said Playalina. Ah, grazie. But no, Roma is my home, and I cannot leave her. Here, I have adventure after adventure. I may have to wait another hundred years for the next one, but it will come. I will never forget you. Now let's go back to the Trevi Fountain before Piero does. Surely that is where he is headed. There you will throw me in and make a wish." So Playolina twisted through the back alleyways of Rome, taking every shortcut that Vulcan pointed out. It was a Rome that the tourists would never know. And Pleiolina felt so privileged to see this life. As they rounded the corner to the Trevi Fountain, Vulcan sighed. Casa mia, my home. It's time, he said. Oh, Vulcan, I will miss you. I really did have the best time with you, and I will never forget your Roma. I hope I will see you again. Goop, goop, there she is. Grab the goop, bellowed a fierce voice that was growing nearer. It was Piero in the background. He was after both Playalina and Vulcan now. He wanted a goop. The moment is now, said Vulcan. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. I have my fasi." Just as Piero reached out for her for the third time, Playalina lifted her arm and tossed Vulcan into the fountain as she spun her globe and wished to return to Goop World. Piero grabbed her collar, and then she disappeared. She was gone. Playalina popped back into Goop World with a She landed in her playroom, covered in toys. She immediately spotted her collection of globes and was reminded of Vulcan. I must go tell I'll do it all about Vulcan she thought to herself as she headed down the stairs to her front door. But I'll do it was nowhere to be found. He was on a billboard in Tokyo. But that is a tale for another time. If you have a goop idea that you'd like to share with me, just ask a grown-up to help you send it on over. To send your idea through a voice message, visit gooptails.com, and on the right side of the screen, you're going to notice a green button that reads, leave a 90-second voice message for Maria. If you send in a voice message, you are most likely going to get a response from me because I try to respond to all of them, but you will also get to hear your voice on a GoopTails podcast podcast if we end up choosing your goop for a story. If you're curious to see the cover drawing for today's story and the photos that go with it, visit gooptales.com forward slash episode 84. That's 84. I would love to see your drawing as well. If you feel that you're creative and you want to draw a picture of Play please do that and ask a grown up to tag us on it in social media we're on Facebook and Instagram at Gooptales now I want to take a minute to thank so many of you that have written me in and left me voicemails I want to thank Freya Charlie Annie Caitlin Edith Naomi Nina Paloma Samaya Chloe Ronan Micah, Griffin, Callie, Jackson, Poppy, another Nina, David, Ryan, Ozan, Elliot, Aisha, River, Joe, and Teddy. Wow, that's a lot of names. And I hope you heard yours. Thank you for writing in, for leaving a review or a message. I love reading your reviews, and I love reading your comments, and I listen to every message. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And finally, before I go, I'm curious to know what you thought of today's story. I found out some really interesting things about Roma while doing my research, and I would love to be able to tell you all about them. And if you want to learn about that and some of the really fun Italian vocabulary that's in this episode, then you aren't going to want to miss my next Behind the Story episode. And this is also your chance to send in questions that you want me to answer about this episode or Goop Tales in general. But hurry! you're going to need to send in your email or your voice recording to within the next couple days, I'd say the next two to three days, because then I'm going to record the behind the story episode and answer all your questions so it can come out on Friday. And don't forget to subscribe so you get notified of when it launches.